Hallie G with the Golf Insiders with Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Well, Bob, we're having all kinds of fun um, adapting to this new world of stay-at-home broadcasting, podcasting, and the like. How are things in your world? How are you adapting to um, our uh, weird normal right now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just try to stay positive, you know. Um, you know, looking looking at it like we're going to get this figured out eventually, and and hopefully everybody gets back to work, and and we, we you know we figure out ways to, to keep people employed and and all those things. You know, every little every little step we're able to take forward is going to slowly help, and um, you know, so in terms of golf, I'm just sort of you know, thankful that there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel and gives us something to possibly look forward to and and um, and and know that, uh, you know, that, that there is possibly a way to do this and stay safe. Well, the PGA Tour is going to resume June 11th through the 14th, the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial in Fort Worth of tournament that's been around a long time and you know has a great support in that community the tournament director said it's scary and daunting to be the first one out of the shoot can't blame them right it's uh well they've got no blueprint they've got no they've got nobody to lean on as to how to do this you know it's just unprecedented like this whole situation and you know, there have been a few tournaments that have had single rounds where they didn't have spectators because of weather or, you know, figuring things might be dangerous. But obviously all the infrastructure was in place. Um, and there was there was nothing to worry about in terms of, you know, keeping people safe from a, from a uh, invisible virus, you know. And that's, that's where they're at right now, you know. Even on a limited scale, with just players, caddies, officials, broadcast media, media, you know, volunteers, I don't know, a footprint of what, maybe 500 people, uh, 800 people, uh, there's still a lot of planning that has to go into making that right. And uh, so, uh, you know, the tour has mentioned that they would like there to be widespread testing available by that point. And clearly, they are of the opinion that everybody involved in the event is going to need to be tested, and maybe more than once, maybe multiple times, maybe every day or every other day. And, you know, if that's possible, and let's hope it is, I think we need that for the country as a whole, because it's going to give you a confidence if you know that the people in your circle or who you are around have been tested, and at least in that moment or in that, that time, they, they don't have it. Because if they then only are around people who they know have been tested and are negative, then the chances of them getting it are pretty small. And so you can maybe interact with some confidence. So that's, that's where they need to get, I think. And, uh, you know, I, current events suggest it's taking longer than we'd like. But, um, you know, we've seen these things come along quickly at times. There's a lot of people working behind the scenes uh, to, to make it, so that we have that available, and you know, I've got my fingers crossed that that will happen. Have you heard anything about how it will be handled in terms of the media, in terms of you covering events? 
Yeah, you know, it's a good question. I mean, it's not even clear yet if they're going to let media attend. I mean, it's their intention to, but they are looking at all the angles just like they would for everything. You know, you think about it. Um, I've said this story a couple times now, but on the Friday of the Players' Championship, it had been canceled late Thursday night. On Friday morning, they had a press conference in progress with Shane Monahan. And there was 100-plus of us packed in that interview room. Well, that is the exact climate for this thing to take off when people are in close proximity, especially indoors. And we've seen this. There's numerous anecdotal examples, right? Subways, trains, a lot of people in New York City, um, you know, uh, and you know, nursing homes. Or, these are the places where this sort of thing takes off. And so... I think we were kind of lucky, you know, because that was in the point in time where this thing was really starting to get serious, and we didn't all quite understand that yet. So to get back to a media situation, you can't have that now. You know, you're not going to be able to interview players in a media room. You're going to have to have a flash area where you step at a podium, at a microphone, and everybody has is, is back 10 feet. And... Uh, you know, and all the media are spaced out. Well, how many can you put in that environment? You're not going to be able to put 100. I mean, imagine if it's Tiger. How are you going to manage that? You know, they're going to have, they're going to, have to say no to some people, or, or, or at least if they're at the event, not everybody will be able to go to the interview session. They're going to have to space people out in media centers. And frankly, you know, they're going to have to space people out on the golf course. You know, uh, even the small numbers. Uh, what do they do about players and caddies? Is that an issue? Now, of course, if they've been tested and they're okay, then you would think it's all right. But these are all things that are going to have to be discussed. You know, are they going to make them leave the flagstick in? Um, are they going to just say, don't worry about the bunkers? Well, you know, they could assign like a volunteer to rake the bunkers on every hole. It's only one person handling that rake. You know, I mean, but that, think, think how, how, uh, how, you know, sort of, involved that is yeah to go through the exercise of planning that you know yeah the nitty the nitty gritty eight. details yeah you're not going to want to have them out there for eight hours so what do you do you need more than one so then what they bring another you know it's this and and, and take that through every little thing you can think of you know hotels elevators you know travel to the course you know will they have shuttles well do you want eight ten people on a shuttle you know it's all it's all, it's all there. They, they must be spending, you know, 24 seven trying to figure all this out. Well, and then flying to the events in terms of, right. you know, media players, there's just so many logistics. And really when you think of all those, those touch points, literally touch points, it's a lot yep. to, it's a lot to figure out in terms of protocols. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, and that's why I think people need to have some patience, you know, and, and you know, I, look, I'll just say that, frankly, I don't have much patience for the ones that are like, what's the big deal? It only affects older people or it only, you know, uh, you know you're outdoors, you know, uh, we're, we're, too, we're too paranoid. If you're, if you're the tour, if you're these golfers, I, I just don't think you can be safe enough. 
I think you have to be very, very careful. Um, they've got kids, they've got families, kids can spread it. You know, there's just, there's just so many things. So it's just a, it's, it's such a, uh, we're just something we've never dealt with before. And it's just too easy to dismiss. So I'm all for them being as cautious as, as, as possible. And I think we're also getting to a place now where, you know, we know someone or know someone related to someone that's been impacted. You know, we've gotten to some pretty big numbers here, uh, just as we were speaking last week about your colleague at ESPN. Right. Exactly, you know, and they're, they're fortunate to have come through it. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know anybody in my immediate inner circle, and that makes me feel pretty fortunate. Um, but you just read these stories every day about about people who you know just sort of harmlessly got it, you know, and and then they end up spreading it because they don't know they have it, right? You know, and that's that's what's so scary about it, you know. And obviously, most people know that they have the flu. You know, you don't you don't get the flu and don't know that you have it. So then you try to stay away from other people, and you know. Inevitably, people also get sick because of it, but also there's a vaccine, and 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 you, you know what you have for the most part. You know how to go about treating it. This, you know, there, there's a wide spectrum of symptoms, you know. Some and and, really and, rec- and recovery. <laughs> right. Yeah, some of them are a couple of days. Some of them are a couple of weeks. You know, some of them have, have breathing issues. You know, some of them are just feel yucky, you know, so... A lot of it, not that we don't know, unfortunately, which is what's making it even harder. Well, let's talk about something big on the horizon, big and fun, that's going to uh, be great news to golf fans, and that is the official announcement of this Tiger Phil charity golf match that's going to include Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, they got some details to work out with that, specifically when and where. But it sounds like it's going to be in Florida, and it sounds like it's going to be around Memorial Day, maybe that weekend. And, you know, there's unlikely to be any sports back by that point. So this will be welcome. I, I do think in this setting, small, you know, footprint, this can go off and be done properly uh, without, uh, without too much risk. Uh, and, um, you know, I think it's good. It's, and also it's going to raise money for the cause, too, which is even better. So, um, and also, you know, it kind of gives the tour a little bit of a trial run, you know, get a sense of how this might work. And so, and that'll be, you know, a few weeks before they're scheduled to come back. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. And, uh you know, I think it might be fun, too. It might be fun to watch and see what they've got. And and the fact that you've got a couple of NFL legends involved, you know, maybe brings in a wider audience. And uh, so that's good for golf, frankly. You know, it, it brings in people that might not have otherwise watched. And, and hopefully they'll put on a good show and the weather will be nice and and uh, and this thing can, can work the way they envision. Well, if listeners haven't seen it yet, uh, Peyton has this great series on ESPN 
called Peyton's Places. And there's just a fantastic episode with Peyton and Brady when they go to Jim Nance's house out in Pebble Beach. I'm sure you've seen that one, Bob. And it's just classic. You know, I actually have not seen that one, but I know they're very good. I've seen several of them. And, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. They're, they're, he's got, a, you know, you can see why people would like to see him get into broadcasting. Cause, um, he's just he's so a, good at it. Yeah, he's got a very easy way about him. And, and, uh, and so it's a, uh, uh, and, and hopefully that will come through in this. You know, in the, in the, in the first Tiger Phil match, there were points where there wasn't enough banter. And, you know, with this, with it being for charity and, you know, uh, unlikely to be any kind of a curse, it's just playing. And hopefully they're chatting and talking amongst themselves and giving some insight. Because obviously it's a lot of time to fill, you know. Um, you know, four guys playing golf, uh, 18 holes, that's a lot. So I also hope they mix up the format a little bit. I, I hope it's not straight, you know. I hope there's maybe a alternate shot part or, a, or a, you know, maybe six holes of an alternate shot, six holes of a scramble, and, you know, uh, and maybe six holes of best ball or something like that. That way it mixes it up a little bit. Those, those other formats go a little faster. Um, so uh, I, think it, I think it has potential to be, uh, to be pretty good. Well, this half hour that, that uh, Peyton did, with Brady was in the backyard of Jim Nance's house. And he has a replica of the par three, seven hole at, at uh, Pebble. And I'm telling you that if that was just pure off the cuff stuff they did, because it certainly sounded like it in terms of just the conversation and their banter and the fun they had and the different trick shots they were hitting off the side of Nance's house. I think it'll be very entertaining. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it needs to be to have to have some of that banter and some of that, uh, you know, just, just letting the guard down a little bit. Yeah, I think that's what people want to see. And I think we've also gotten an opportunity just even to see all these different interviews coming from, you know, the players' homes, watching what the players are doing, you know, in their off time, practicing trick shots. You know, I think that's just opened up a whole new, a whole nother personal side to the players as well. Certainly very unexpectedly, but I think it's been uh, really very interesting to see the players and to get a little peek in their world uh, when they're off the golf course and with their families. Well, and going forward, hopefully they recognize that that's been well received and that people kind of enjoy that, you know. And uh, when 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 there's an opportunity to, um, you know, to sort of let people in a little bit, it's not that it's not the end of the world, you know. And, and it's well received, and I think people appreciate seeing them as, as normal or more normal, you know, doing everyday things, what have you. And so um, I think that's good. It's good for them. It's, you know, and I think it engages the fans a little bit more. They might get more interested in a guy because they saw that. 
somebody they might not have otherwise known. He's just a guy with a hat out there on the golf course playing golf. Don't know anything about him. Well, now maybe you do. Well, I think my next interview should be in person with my video running, you on the golf course out there teeing it up at um, at the Copperhead course. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that anybody would want to watch me have a shot, but, uh, um, you know, we are fortunate here in most places to be able to play. And, uh, you know, I've found when done right, and with everybody on board with with the social distancing rules, it's great. It's you know, it's safer than, you know, jogging in a crowded park or frankly going to the grocery store. You know, there's you know, it's just you and two or three other people in a group. You're on your own golf cart, walking, you're keep your distance. You don't see anybody else for four hours, you know. I mean it's uh it's, it's a little bit safer than, than walking into a Target with 100 people, you know. Uh, so um, uh, I hope people agree that are having a chance to, you know, that are having a chance to play golf, you know, do it the right way and encourage all their friends to do it the right way. And, and you know, in their clubs or their golf courses too. I mean, if, you know, you can't have social distancing but then have a line of 10 people in the pro shop. That doesn't work, you know. So you, you've got to you got to have some rules, and, and uh, I've, for the most part, I've seen nothing but good things on that front. Yes, and, and lots of the clubs banding together in terms of food and beverage, giving back to their, you know, local health professionals and supporting, you know, the hospitals in their community. And as always, you know, as an industry, we're banding together and doing good things right. to, you know, support the cause. And that's why we love our game, both on the course and off the course. And uh, always appreciate your time, Bob, and thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Okay, no problem. Thanks for having me.